Attention! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sanders Facts. What up, everybody? Welcome into the latest edition of the Xander Specs Podcast. I am, of course, the aforementioned Xander. It is episode 102 of the podcast here on Wednesday, April 26th. Thank you all so much for listening. We have got so many facts to get to this week because I've got a big topic that I have a lot of facts on that I want to talk about, and I've got some thoughts on... A couple other things, which I'm going to mention at the top of the podcast. So we're going to get to all that in just a second. Stay tuned. There's a lot of facts to come on this week's edition of the Zaders Facts Podcast. But before we get to all of that, just wanted to remind you all that if you like the Zaders Facts Podcast, if this is your first time listening and you think you're going to like all the facts on this week's edition of the podcast, remember to follow this podcast on your podcast app, Spotify, Apple, whatever. Download this episode, episode 102, to your device. You can download it. Today, you can undownload it tomorrow, and then you can redownload it Friday. I think that counts for two. I'm not sure, but do it anyway. Rate and review the podcast, five stars, and then check us out on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Facts. that's Zander with a Z. And most importantly, remember to tell all your friends, around here we like to call it, spread the facts, Zander's Facts Podcast. Tell all your friends about the podcast, about the newsletter which is called Xander's Weekend Facts because it has a recap of the week's top headlines and it comes out every Sunday morning. It is free to sign up. You can get it in your email inbox every Sunday morning at the link in the episode description. Click that, please. And then you can check out the Xander's Facts link tree because it's got all the Xander's Facts links that you need, including for the Weekend Facts and everywhere you could find the podcast. And also remember to listen to any of our past episodes. Two weeks ago, we talked about the NBA playoffs. We had our senior NBA analyst, our Xander's Facts NBA analyst, Hillbilly. He was on the podcast two weeks ago on episode 101. We previewed the podcast. Some predictions have turned out to be very good. Some of them, maybe not so. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. And also, the week before that, so three weeks ago, was our 100th episode of the podcast, and we had so many facts about everything that was going on in the United States of America that week. So go listen to that. And also, last week was our Xander's Facts flashback. So that was a podcast we already did before, and we replayed those facts. But those are important facts. You should go listen to them again. And I had some new content because I ranted a little bit about soccer. So you should probably go listen to that. That was passionate rage was what was going on there. You should go listen to that from last week. Listen to all our past episodes. Download them. Do all that stuff. Xander's Facts podcast. Sport the facts. Spread the facts. As I said, we've got. A big topic to talk about this week. We are talking about TikTok. Yay! You all know TikTok. I mentioned TikTok. My last TikTok that I posted on Xander's Facts has done very well. So if you don't follow Xander's Facts on TikTok, you should go do so. But people are talking about banning TikTok in the United States of America. And for some people, it's like, oh my gosh, how could you do this? A lot of people, I think, are actually misinformed because that's not all that's going on. And there's other stuff that's going on with this TikTok ban talk that's going on in Washington, D.C. So there's a bill, and I actually read it. Wow! To make sure that you all know all the facts about the TikTok situation. So we're going to talk about that in just a second. But before we do, you can skip to that if you don't want to listen to my first two topics. But I've got two things to talk about first. Number one, 
is something that happened on Monday. A couple things that happened on Monday. Monday was a very busy day this week. Monday, April 24th. Especially in cable news. Because, if you don't know, our favorite guy on this podcast, one of the greats, Tuck Tuck, Tucker Carlson from Fox News, he apparently parted ways with Fox News, which everyone, I believe, has interpreted as he was fired. So sad. And that was very sad. Oh, Tuck Tuck. For some people. A lot of people were actually very happy. He was the highest rated talk show personality, I guess, entertainment show on Fox. Not news, apparently, according to what Fox News lawyers say in court. And I'll admit, it was pretty surprising when I was in class on Monday, and I looked at my phone, and I looked at the news, and all the news outlets notified me on their apps. Like, Tucker Carlson, I've been fired. I was like, whoa, that was pretty surprising. And then, half an hour later, or whatever, it was like the same hour on the same day, CNN, Fox News is one of their competitors, fires one of their anchors, Don Lemon, the big show, D. Lemon, who did the morning show, because apparently he didn't treat his co-workers well, which you should always do. So it was a very busy day on cable news on Monday, but the big thing was Tucker, because Tucker's show was a lot higher rated than Don Lemon's show on CNN. And Tucker also spouted a lot of interesting things. If you've been reading, I haven't really talked about this on the podcast, but on Xander's Weekend Facts, my newsletter, which you should go sign up for, as I just said. Seamless bug. The last couple of weeks, I've wrote a couple of things about Fox News and their lawsuit with Dominion Voting Systems. Dominion Voting Systems sued Fox News for $1.2 billion with a B because Fox News anchors we're not talking, not saying great things about Dominion in the aftermath of the 2020 election, saying Dominion's voting systems were rigged, Hugo Chavez, Venezuela, Joe Biden, I don't know. And these things were, of course, not true. But a couple Fox News anchors were talking about it in those terms, or at least had guests on, and they didn't push back, who talked about them in those terms. But it turns out that a bunch of them didn't believe it, like Tucker Carlson, because we learned in the files, basically, that were released before the trial for Dominion and Fox, which they ultimately settled last week for 700-something million dollars, which is a lot of money, that Tucker Carlson apparently doesn't, didn't believe that stuff, believed that Sidney Powell and Rudy and all the people they had on there were nuts, and said of uh, Donnie Boy, I hate him passionately. Rude! Of course, earlier this month, he interviewed him, and that was way after he sent those messages. For a man who is caricatured as an extremist, we think you'll find what he has to say moderate, sensible, and wise. And also, there were a bunch of messages that came out. I wrote about some of them on The Weekend Facts. Tucker was not saying very good things about how the network was portraying the election fraud and Donnie Boy after the 2020 election, all that stuff. And so, you know, that did not paint Tucker in a very good light. It's hard to paint him in a very good light. And also, Fox News. And so Fox News now fires him. We don't know why exactly, but we could presume it's probably because of those messages. And 
It's also probably no coincidence that the Dominion settlement happens last week. Tucker gets fired on Monday. Apparently, Fox, the executives, had decided by Friday evening, and they told him on Monday. So, you know, that probably had something to do with it. And also, they're not facing just this Dominion lawsuit, Fox News is. There's a Smartmatic lawsuit that Fox News is facing with basically alleging the same things. And Smartmatic's a larger company. They're suing for what I believe is over $2 billion. That might be a little bit of an issue. But ultimately, Tucker cost Fox money. And that's why he was fired. And if you remember, back in 2021, when the Smartmatic lawsuit was first filed, the day after it was filed, Fox fired another of their anchors, Lou Dobbs. Oh, Lou. Lou was saying some wild things, let me tell you. The caravan of mostly Central American immigrants is now in the Mexican city of Guadalajara. And they fired them because they knew. Mm, not, yeah, not telling the truth, saying blatant false lies about elections and companies might not be the best business strategy. Fox is kind of learning that right now. But a lot of people are actually worried that the next person who takes over the 8 o'clock time slot on Fox because that was, if you remember back in the day, that was Bill O'Reilly's slot. Then it was Tucker Carlson's slot that the next person's going to be worse than Tucker. Say some worse things. And Tucker was, just go look up the things he was saying. They were some wild stuff. But I'm not so sure because, yeah, the there's a portion of this country who would love to hear things that are crazier than what Tucker's saying. But you have to remember that the people running Fox are business people. They, their ultimate goal is to make as much money as they can. If their anchors keep saying these wild things and they keep getting sued for defamation and they keep having to pay out money, that's not a smart strategy business-wise. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe Fox learned their lesson? I doubt they're going to stray from, you know, their conservative viewpoint, but they probably won't hire Alex Jones, just to put it bluntly. Those were my little thoughts, but it was interesting because that happened on Monday, and I wrote about Fox News on my Xander's Weekend Facts on Sunday. So if they had dropped that news a day earlier, that would have been nice, but I don't know, something to keep your eye on because that happened, and then I posted a TikTok about it, and that TikTok has since gone viral. It's true! So a lot of people, I think, know, and a lot of people, I think, know what Tucker was doing, and a lot of people are happy, and there's some people, some people in my comments who believe that this was a good thing for Tucker, that he's now going to be able to spread his wings and grow. So there are, yeah, there. just remember that there are some people who do believe that factually, even though those are not based in facts. That was the first little thing I wanted to talk about on the podcast. We're going to get to our TikTok thing in just a second. But also, I mentioned two weeks ago, we had our Xander's Facts senior NBA analyst, Hillbilly, on to talk about the NBA playoffs to preview them. And we picked our champions. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs now. We picked our champions, and we picked the teams that we think are going to pass all the rounds and all that stuff on two weeks ago. Well, Hillbilly picked a champion, and um, his champion is the number one seed in the East, Milwaukee Bucks. They are currently down three games to one in the first round against the number eight seed, Miami Heat. They are, ladies and gentlemen, on the brink of elimination. Five points game, a 
Nakumbo lost the ball. It's loose. Miami's going to win it. Miami has won it and goes up three games to one. Like, times are tough. The Heat Bucks series is, well, there's been a lot of interesting series. The playoffs, if you haven't been watching, you need to watch because it is great basketball and great storylines too for what's going on in the eastern conference and the western conference because we, let's just start with the east and that bucks heat series you've got the number eight seed this is the miami heat who are the number seven seed they played in the play-in lost to the hawks so they have to play in the win or go home game of the last game of the play-in they barely beat the bulls they have to come back in that game at home to beat the bulls they did not look too great their offense looked terrible as it did for most of the season but now in this series in the three games they've won their offense has looked amazing like it hasn't looked all season and that's thanks in part to him jimmy buckets jimmy butler who in game four on monday scored a career high 56 points at home to beat Milwaukee. The Heat were down by 13 points in that game, and they came back a lot because of Jimmy Butler scoring 56 points, which is a all-time record in a playoff game for the Miami Heat. It's a fact. Think about the players that have played for the Miami Heat. Alonzo Mourning, Dwayne Wade, Shaquille O'Neal, LeBron James. And Jimmy Butler is the one who scored the most points ever in a Heat uniform in a playoff game. 56. He was him. That was incredible to watch. And so now the Bucks with Giannis are on the brink of elimination. They need to win. They need to win the next three games. Two of them would be at home, including game five, which is on Wednesday. One of them would be in Miami. Miami just has to win one of those and they advance to the second round and the number one seed in the East is out. And if that happens, I don't know if I don't know if he'll be able to come on this podcast again. Who would? He's supposed to come on pretty soon during these playoffs to recap what we've seen and all that, of course. I don't know. If Giannis loses in the first round to the eighth seed, I don't know. But Giannis, in fairness to the Bucks, Giannis got hurt in the first game and didn't play in games two or three. The Bucks won in game two, and he came back in game four, but they still didn't win. So I don't know. But that'll be it. You gotta watch. Game five is... Wednesday tonight, 9:30 Eastern on NBA TV. Bucks Heat. If the Heat win, it's over. They go to the next round. I mean, wow, that's holy cow. And then also in the East, we've got the Cavs of the Knicks, the four-five. The Knicks lead that series three games to one. They can clinch the series on Wednesday tonight, seven o'clock Eastern on NBA TV. In Cleveland, they could do that. I picked the Cavaliers to win that series. I also picked the Bucks to win the earlier series, but I'm rooting for the Heat now. I said I was a follower of the Heat. I'm a fan now. My fandom has returned to the Miami Heat. I don't know where it went, but it's back. Cavs and the Knicks, I picked the Cavs. But the Knicks, the crucial thing was they won the first game of the series on the road in Cleveland. That has given them a lot of momentum, even though Cleveland won game two. The Knicks won both games at Madison Square Garden. They look legit. I don't know. They're the fifth seed, and the winner of that series would play the Bucks or the Heat. That would be a very interesting series, even if it's the Heat against the Knicks or the Bucks against the Knicks. Then you've got the Sixers and the Nets, which was easy peasy, even though Joel Embiid got injured 
for the Sixers, and there was flagrant fouls and bad stuff, kicking and hitting in the private regions that was going on in the series. The 76ers swept the Nets 4-0. Wasn't really that hard. And then you've got the Celtics and the Hawks. And the Hawks were down 3-1 Tuesday night in Boston. They won that game. That was a big win. So now it's 3-2 the series. I think Boston's still going to win, which would set up that 2-3 matchup with Philly. But I don't know. Boston could close it out in Game 6. We'll see. And then you've got in the West... The one seed Nuggets, the eight seed Timberwolves, not like it is in the East because the Nuggets, they beat the Timberwolves on Tuesday night. So they're, they won the series 4-1. They're moving on to face the Phoenix Suns. Oh, I know. They beat the Los Angeles Clippers on Tuesday night. They won the series 4-1. Clippers were looking good until Kawhi Leonard got hurt. And then it was, they missed Paul George. Kawhi Leonard's gone. He was keeping him in that series. Oh, I know. Sorry, y'all, if you picked the Clippers. Like, Xander, I thought... I didn't know Kawhi Leonard was going to get injured! But, uh, I don't know. Whatever. So the Nuggets will face the Suns in the second round. And then you've got, which I think the next two series might be with the Heat and the Bucks, the most enthralling series of the first round. First, you've got the Kings and the Warriors. And, oh boy, y'all, do I have a stat for you here. Game four of that series was on Sunday on ABC between the Warriors and the Kings. It was a great game, if you didn't watch. The Warriors ultimately won because Harrison Barnes took the last shot for the Kings. They were down by one and uh, didn't go in. So the Warriors survived at home. The series is tied at two apiece, and that game was awesome. That game, seven and a half million people. That was the average audience for that game on ABC. The most watched first round game of the NBA playoffs on any network in 21 years. That's a lot of numbers. That's insane. It peaked at 6 p.m. Eastern with 10.4 million viewers. People were tuning in. That's a really good series because the Kings, they won both games at home. They got to light the beam. The Warriors have come back and answered at home. Draymond Green decided to be a little bad, although DeMontis Sabonis kind of instigated it out of what's going on in that series. That series has drama, and that series has really good basketball. And Game 5, to whoever gets the third game, that's going to be crucial, is in Sacramento tonight, Wednesday night, 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern on TNT. Oh my gosh, that is going to be a really good one. And then final series is the Grizzlies and the Lakers. The Lakers lead three games to one in that series. And it's because LeBron James does not look hurt. Anthony Davis hasn't gotten hurt yet. And in the third game, in game three, the Lakers match the largest first quarter NBA playoffs lead ever. They led 35 to nine in the first quarter, which is tied for an NBA record. Gash facts. Which is just insane. The Lakers look, ooh, they look hot. And if the Warriors can sneak out of against the Kings, because it's going to be really tough for them to do so, Lakers-Warriors series, LeBron v. Steph in the second round. Oh my gosh, the NBA, they, at the corporate offices, wherever they are, New York or whatever, they are salivating at that matchup. They're like, oh my gosh, imagine how many people would watch. It would be incredible. 
they they're hoping for that one. But if the Kings advance to, I don't know, but the Grizzlies would have to overcome a 3-1 deficit. They can try tonight, 7.30 Eastern on TNT as Game 5, but if the Lakers win that game in Memphis, it's over. The Lakers move on. So, the playoffs... Playoffs? I just spent a lot more time talking about them than I thought I would, but the playoffs have been enthralling. They've been really good basketball to watch, and good storylines, too, because the good storylines with the Grizzlies and the Lakers, Dylan Brooks thinks he's all that, talking no one... No one cares about LeBron, blah, blah, blah. And uh, LeBron showed him up, and it hasn't gone so well for Dylan Brooks and the Grizzlies. Hillbilly's going to be on the podcast in a couple weeks to talk about the NBA playoffs in more detail, but that's just a quick overview of what's going on because I wanted to talk about it because I have definitely been enjoying all the basketball that is being played in the month of April, into the month of May, and then in the month of June. How about that? 20 minutes into this podcast, we haven't even gotten to our main topic. Are you done? Let's do that right now. This week on the podcast, our main topic is talking about the latest breakout social media app. That would be TikTok. You might have heard of it before. Let's talk about TikTok because that app has become insanely popular over the last few years. It reaches over 1.5 billion with a B users worldwide, including what it claims to be over 150 million Americans. Remember, there's like 330 million Americans. Almost half of them use TikTok, apparently, huh? which is just crazy. But right now, it's not really in the news for the cat videos or whatever's popping up in your For You page, in your feed. It's in the news because members of Congress from both sides of the aisle have created a bill and an attempt to ban the app in the U.S. Now, you probably have a lot of questions. Why would Congress ban TikTok? Can they actually do so? What does this mean for the app that I spend half my day staring into? Good question. You've probably got lots of questions. I've got lots of fact-filled answers. I'm going to get to them in just a second. But you all can't see this because this is an audio-only medium. But I am right now on the settings app of my phone on the screen time feature. And oh my gosh, I can tell you all that TikTok is my most used app, and uh, it's not really close. Are you stupid? Like, I'm embarrassed to share the actual numbers, but let's talk about TikTok, because you probably share the same experience. If you go to your screen time and your settings, if you have an iPhone or whatever, and you look at the screen time, and you're like, oh, I spend that much time a day on TikTok. Yeah, I know. I know. I feel you. Let's start, though, let's start this whole conversation by talking about what exactly TikTok is. Just in case you're a boomer, you don't know what TikTok is. Sorry, boomers. TikTok is a video sharing app that lets you create short form videos basically on any topic that you want. Some of the most popular videos that are on TikTok are celebrities doing, I mean, basically random things, a lot of them, videos about pets informative videos i like to post informative videos and even clips of sorry y'all this is in my for you page a lot clips of popular movies and tv shows so what they'll do you know the phone screen is vertical and long so at the top of the page at the top of the video on your screen they'll have you know the movie or part a clip of the movie or the tv show playing and then on the bottom it'll be a video recording of someone playing a video game, 
like subway surfers or whatever. And that is insanely popular on TikTok for whatever reason. I don't know. They're always on my For You page and I always watch them too. Like if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's, it's really weird. And there's also trends. You've probably heard of a TikTok trend. These are basically videos or sounds that go viral and they cause other users to create similar versions of the same video or of the same audio in just in different circumstances. It's like dances or stuff or whatever. Or even just random sugar honey iced tea that comes to people's minds. Like anything you can post on TikTok and there's a chance it could go viral and it doesn't make any sense. What do you say? TikTok hasn't been around that long, though, or at least as long as some other social media apps like Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all those that we hear about. Back in 2014, the app originally launched, but it was known by a different name. The name that it was known by then in 2014 was Musical.ly. You remember Musical.ly? That featured videos of people lip-syncing popular songs and dances. Then in 2018, the app was bought by a different company, and the name was changed to TikTok. When the company was acquired in 2018, it only had a little over 100 million active users. And as I said earlier, today it has over 1 billion, which is pretty insane. That's a seventh or an eighth of the world's population. The app has become extremely popular, especially with the younger generations, Zoomers. Zoomers unite, Gen Z, for several reasons. For one, basically how the app is designed, because it's pretty unanimous among those who know, those who are in the know, that TikTok's algorithm is among the best of any social media app, because as you watch as you comment on videos, as you like videos, as you share videos with your friends. I'm always texting people TikToks. TikTok's algorithm is actively working to recommend you videos that it thinks you'll like watching. And usually, as someone who has TikTok like me, it usually does a pretty good job of recommending you videos that you're gonna like. And at least in my experience, the algorithm also helps you get viral much easier than other video apps like Instagram or YouTube. Instagram and YouTube have basically both copied TikTok with their own products. YouTube has YouTube Shorts, Instagram has Instagram Reels. But I don't know what in the world, I don't know how this is possible because we live in the information age. We can get, you know, data in milliseconds and, you know, we can send TikToks to each other instantaneously through text or whatever in 2023. But the TikTok trends are trends months later on Instagram and YouTube. I don't know how that works, but it takes like weeks and months for the trends that appear on TikTok to get to Instagram and YouTube. I don't, I don't know how that's possible in 2023. I don't know how TikTok does it, but I don't know. It's insane. They're geniuses. But apparently, I have seen some people say that there are people who work at TikTok who actually choose the videos that go viral or appear in more For You pages. This is true. And the physical design of the actual app helps it too, because when you open the app, you're instantly immersed. You're instantly watching a video. The only thing you have to do if you don't like that video, go to the next video, is swipe up on your screen from the bottom to the top of the screen. It's super easy. The swipe function, and then you got a simple double tap to like the video, along with the algorithm, which is sending you videos it thinks you'll like. 
I mean, it makes it pretty hard to sign off the app at times because you're constantly scrolling through your For You page, as you can see by my screen time numbers, which is embarrassing. And it probably isn't the best for your mental health. That, you know, might not be so great. But it has been massively successful for TikTok and its parent company. Of course, why we're talking about TikTok on this podcast today and the big problem that TikTok has is its parent company. When TikTok was bought in 2018, it was acquired by a company that is called ByteDance, B-Y-T-E, Dance. ByteDance was founded in 2012, and it is headquartered in Beijing, China. Uh-oh. ByteDance owns several other apps, including a version of TikTok that is only for China, and they also own an app called CapCut, which is a video editing software that gives you more editing capabilities to videos than the TikTok app. I use CapCut a lot to edit TikTok videos. And as of Monday night, CapCut is actually second on the Apple App Store's top free apps. TikTok itself is fifth. I mean, how about that? And now, ByteDance has a new app, apparently, which I just read about, which is called Lemon8 which I haven't used, but is apparently a mixture of Instagram and Pinterest. It's a mixture of the features that are on those apps in one app. I've never used it, so I don't know. But that's ByteDance, and that's what TikTok is. But you may still have the question, why is the app causing such a stir in Washington? Although the answer, as I just said, is probably pretty clear. It's the app's owner, ByteDance. And it hasn't just been recently that the heat has been on TikTok. We've been talking about this app for a couple years now. You may remember back in 2019, that was four years ago, the FCC actually fined TikTok $5.7 million because the app was found of collecting information from minors under the age of 13, yeah? Yikes! Which was violating the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act which is why TikTok, why would you do that? Then back in 2020, oh, then president, then president, Donnie Boy, you all know him, got into it a little bit with the app. He viewed it as a national security threat. Donnie Boy attempted to get ByteDance to sell TikTok, and he signed some executive orders that would ban TikTok if it wasn't sold. They wanted it sold to an American company. TikTok ultimately sued, because they said that the order, the executive order, was motivated by Trump's re-election efforts as trying to look tough on China. Another suit was filed by TikTok's American technical program manager, Patrick Ryan. He sought a temporary restraining order against Trump and then-Secretary of Commerce Wilbur Ross, Wilbur, with Ryan saying that his due process rights were violated and that the TikTok ban was a, quote, unconstitutional taking, unquote, of Ryan's property under the Fifth Amendment. And then Ryan's suit also claims that the ban was likely a retaliation because of the TikTok trend that targeted Donnie Boy's June 20th, 2020 campaign rally. You all may not remember this. I remember this vividly, though. It was Donnie Boy's June 20th, 2020. Donnie Boy's first rally since the beginning of COVID took place in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it was sold out. They were expecting a full crowd. Turns out, though, there wasn't a full crowd because a bunch of TikTokers reserved a bunch of tickets 
and they never showed up. Ha ha, loser! So the arena was, it wasn't empty, it was just a little empty. That was the rally that Herman Cain went to, you remember him? And then he died because he got COVID at that rally. Oh my gosh, that was, well. But also, TikTok proposed being spun off into an independent company with minority stakes in the company being held by Oracle, which is an American company, which would get management of the app's U.S. user data from ByteDance. ByteDance would continue, however, to keep control of TikTok's business assets and its technological IP if the move went through. But it wasn't good enough for the Trump administration. They went ahead with the ban. They said not good enough. However, there was a preliminary injunction that was filed by TikTok to prevent the app from being banned in the courts. It was granted by a district court judge in D.C. before the ban took effect, so there was the ban never went into effect. When President Biden took office, he signed an executive order in June of 2021 that revoked the ban on TikTok, and instead it ordered the Secretary of Commerce, who is now Gina Raimondo, to investigate the app and determine whether it posed a threat to U.S. national security. Now, if we're taking a look at ByteDance, let's fast forward to last summer, 2022, because reports came out that ByteDance employees in China were able to access U.S. data and did access private information from some U.S. TikTok users. Uh-oh, that's not good. Disgusting! TikTok then said that all of its U.S. user traffic was instead going to Oracle Cloud, because you remember Oracle and ByteDance already had that relationship from when they were talking earlier. And TikTok also said that it would delete all of its U.S. data from their data centers. It's what is known as Project Texas, because all the data would now be stored in Texas. The new information that was released last summer about the user data and some ByteDance employees in China accessing private information, that drew the most widespread condemnation of TikTok yet from lawmakers in the U.S. The FBI director, Chris Wray, he warned about security threats that were posed by TikTok, and both Democratic and Republican lawmakers in Congress called for greater action against TikTok. Now, fast forward to last month, March of 2023, the U.S. Department of Justice and the FBI opened an investigation into ByteDance over new allegations that it was illegally surveying journalists, which is also not very good. Also last month, what happened was the CEO of TikTok, Sho Chu, he testified before the House Committee for Energy and commerce, which was an interesting spectacle because the aftermath of that found many articles accusing Congress of quote-unquote grilling Chu. You know how you see these articles like blah blah slams blah 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 grills blah blah. It was another grilling session apparently. Yum! Lots of questions were asked of Chu, but some lawmakers decided to answer those questions themselves or interrupt Chu as he was giving answers. That's if you watch congressional hearings, that's kind of typical. But I mean, some of the questions that were asked kind of showed that several members of Congress really didn't know what they were talking about. Like when one congressman from North Carolina asked Chu, quote, does TikTok access the home Wi-Fi network, unquote, to which Chu replied, quote, only if the user turns on the Wi-Fi, unquote. TikTok users had a field day with that one. 
and others. I think he was trying to ask if TikTok can access other devices that are on the Wi-Fi network, which it it can't, but he was asking it like, does TikTok use my Wi-Fi? Which, that's a, that's a boomer question, I'm sorry. You hate to see it. But the real issue for Congress, and for many, has been data privacy. That's what's at the center of this whole debate around TikTok, because TikTok is owned by a Chinese company. And there's a law in China from 2017, the National Intelligence Law, which says that any organization must assist or cooperate with state intelligence work. There's also a 2014 counter-espionage law, which says that any relevant organization may not refuse evidence for an investigation. You know, meaning if the Chinese government was like, hand us over this data, legally, in China, TikTok or ByteDance has to do so, or else they're going to get some pretty bad penalties in China. It's a communist country. And in the last year, the Chinese Communist Party, which runs the government in China, has cracked down and significantly tightened control over tech companies with anti-monopoly and data security crackdowns. It's led actually many companies in China, including ByteDance, to have their valuations drop significantly. ByteDance in 2021, it was valued at about $400 billion. That's how much the company was worth. Right now, it's only about $220 billion. So it's down nearly half because of the crackdown that the Chinese government is doing. These are facts. And so ultimately, as I said, the big worry from not just the US, but several countries around the world, a lot of countries around the world, is that TikTok's owner ByteDance could, it could hand over user data to the Chinese government or it could promote pro-Chinese propaganda. Although TikTok has continuously claimed that it has never turned over any data to the Chinese government and will never do so. Okay, but as I said, it's not just the US that's concerned about TikTok. Several other countries, including the UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the EU, have all banned TikTok from state-issued devices. India has gone a step further. They banned the app altogether. That was back in 2020. Because India claimed that ByteDance was secretly transmitting users' data to servers that were located outside of India, which they didn't like. The U.S. has done the same as those countries before, not India. The White House told federal agencies back in February that the TikTok app needed to be deleted from all government devices within 30 days. And so that's kind of what's been going on with all that and the worry and ByteDance. But the big question is... What do U.S. lawmakers want to do about it, about all this TikTok? Because they're not just, they don't just want to ban it from government devices, which a lot of states have done so too. And several major universities actually don't allow TikTok to be accessed from the university's internet. The state of Montana earlier this year was actually the first state to ban TikTok in the states and prevent it from being downloaded from app stores, of course. Who knows how they would actually enforce that, but... I don't know. But on a national level, what do U.S. lawmakers want to do about it? That's a big question. And as a result of all the worry around TikTok, Democratic Senator Mark Warner from the Commonwealth of Virginia introduced the RESTRICT Act back in March. RESTRICT stands for Restricting the Emergency of Security Threats that Risk Information and Communications Technology. That was introduced back in early March, so it's been 
over a month since that's been unveiled, there's been a lot of talk about what exactly the Restrict Act would do. There's a lot of people freaking out because they read some things on the internet and they were like, oh my gosh. So a lot of people are talking about it because the bill does go beyond taking action against TikTok. A lot of people have been talking about it. I think some people might not actually know what's in the bill. So I decided to actually read the bill. It's 55 pages. I don't know if a lot of people have actually read the bill, but I can assure you that you're listening to a podcast where the host has actually read the bill. Are you sure? So I'm going to give you my too long didn't read TLDR of the 55 page bill, because if you actually want to talk about the TikTok ban, so-called in your quotes, and what it would actually do, you need the facts. You can get the facts from actually reading the bill. So that's what I did. And I'm going to give you the most important parts, like... Here we go! Let's start. The first slide of the bill, which is a basic summary of it, which is, quote, to authorize the Secretary of Commerce to review and prohibit certain transactions between persons in the United States and foreign adversaries and for other purposes, unquote. That's basically the start. That's basically what the bill encompasses. Doesn't say TikTok in there, does it? But the meat of the bill, where it actually starts to, you know, these are the things that matter. It starts in section three, which is titled Addressing Information and Communication Technology Products and Services that Pose Undue or Unacceptable Risk. It begins, I'm actually going to read the quotes here from the bill for you, so you actually, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It begins, quote, The secretary, in consultation with the relevant executive department and agency heads, is authorized to and shall take action to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, or otherwise mitigate, including by negotiating, entering into, or imposing and enforcing any mitigation measure to address any risk arising from any covered transaction by any person or with respect to any property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States that the Secretary determines, unquote. So that might sound like a lot of gibberish to you. I'm going to make it all make sense later on, but I'm just reading this because these are the most important parts, and this is what it actually says. So section three continues. It says, quote, poses an undue or unacceptable risk of, unquote, and it lists four things. The first is, quote, sabotage or subversion of the design, integrity, manufacturing, production, distribution, installation, operation, or maintenance of information and communications, technology, products, and services in the United States, unquote. The next one is, quote, catastrophic effects on the security or resilience of the critical infrastructure or digital economy of the United States, unquote. Then, quote, interfering in or altering the result or reported result of a federal election as determined in coordination with the attorney general, the director of national intelligence, the secretary of treasury, and the federal election commission, unquote. And, quote, coercive or criminal activities by a foreign adversary that are designed to undermine democratic processes and institutions or steer policy and regulatory decisions in favor of the strategic objectives of a foreign adversary to the detriment of the national security of the United States as determined in coordination with the Attorney General, the Director of National Intelligence, the Secretary of Treasury, and the Federal Election Commission, or otherwise poses an undue or unacceptable risk to the national security of the United States or the safety of United States persons. Unquote. Oh my gosh. Sorry for all that reading, y'all, but as I said, that's the meat of the bill. That's the important stuff, the stuff that I'm actually going to explain in layman's terms in just a second. It's all important, though. 
And then you go to section five. Section five of that bill outlines what exactly would be affected by the bill. It includes, quote, information and communications technology products or services used by a party to a covered transaction in a sector designated as critical infrastructure, unquote. It also includes, quote, software, hardware, or any other product or service integral to telecommunications products and services, including wireless local area networks, mobile networks, satellite payloads, satellite operations and control, cable access points, core networking systems, long, short, and backhaul networks, or edge computer platforms, unquote. There's a lot of other stuff mentioned in that bill in Section 5, but it would also include software, hardware, or services such as, quote, internet hosting services, cloud-based or distributed computing and data storage, machine learning, managed services, and content delivery systems, unquote, as long as those services are used by over a million people in the U.S. So, I can tell you that if you do the Control-F or the Command-F, the search feature, on the website that has the full text of the bill, and you search TikTok or ByteDance or even social media, you're not going to find a single thing. Because TikTok is not mentioned in the bill, ByteDance is not mentioned in the bill, and the words social media are not mentioned in the bill. It's the truth. Now, as outlined in the next section, 6 and 7, this would only apply to technologies connected to a foreign adversary of the U.S. At the moment, as I'm recording this podcast, that could always change, who knows? Six countries fit that designation at the moment. You can probably guess who they are. There's China, Cuba, Iran, North Korea, Russia, and Venezuela. Got all the beauties on there. Of course, this could also be expanded to other countries because the bill allows the Secretary of Commerce, in consultation with the Director of National Intelligence, to designate new foreign adversaries. So, ultimately, we're done with the reading. Let's just put it in common terms now. Thanks goodness that's over. What this bill would do is it wouldn't just give the executive branch of the federal government, specifically the Department of Commerce, the authority to ban TikTok, it would give the federal government, the executive branch, the authority to ban any app from a foreign adversarial nation that the government says could threaten Americans' security. You remember, Donnie Boy tried to ban TikTok with the executive orders. He couldn't because the courts said you can't do that. If this bill was passed, he could have. And he could have done that to many other apps as well. But something that also lacks in this bill, besides the term TikTok, is transparency. The bill authorizes the government to apply the law, sorry, I got more reading, quote, if practicable and consistent with the national security and law enforcement interests of the United States, unquote. This means that the executive branch does not need to publicly explain why it's using the law, which is kind of like a problem. Like, they should probably tell us why, but this bill doesn't force them to do so, which might be a problem. That means that if the Commerce Department wants to, for really no specific reason, or the president wants to, they could ban TikTok, and they don't have to tell us why. The bill has also been criticized as not just being transparent, but being very broad with having extremely vague language. That comes into play 
when we're talking about mitigation measures, penalties. Experts say that the vague language that allows the Commerce Department to actually impose mitigation measures without any restrictions on what those measures are could impose massive penalties on individuals who sideload a banned app, use an app that was lawfully downloaded somewhere else, or use a VPN to get a banned app. They could face up to 20 years of prison time or fines of up to $250,000 or an amount that is twice the value of the transaction that is the basis of the violation, which kind of sounds a little extreme. I don't know about you, just maybe just a little extreme. And so this could mean, again, vague language. So we don't really know. This bill has very vague language, which is one of the reasons why it's not that great of an actual congressional bill. Is This could mean using anything that isn't allowed in the U.S. by use of a VPN, who doesn't love using VPNs, could be subject to the act. And so, in response, Senator Mark Warner's office, the senator who introduced the bill, said, quote, Under the terms of the bill, someone must be engaged in sabotage or subversion of communications technology in the U.S., causing catastrophic effects on U.S. criminal infrastructure or interfering in or altering the results of a federal election in order for criminal penalties to apply, unquote. So, trying to reassure that you're not going to, you know, be fined $250,000 personally, if you're just using TikTok or whatever, if it gets banned. But Section 9 of the bill also states, quote, The secretary may require any party to a transaction or holding under review or investigation pursuant to this act to furnish under oath in the form of reports or otherwise. At any time, this may be required by the secretary, complete information relative to any act, transaction, or holding, subject to the perversions of this act, unquote. What that means is that any targeted company could be required to give user data to the government during any investigations. Huh. Which, we don't want our user data to be in Chinese government hands, obviously, but maybe not our government's hands either. Maybe not the tech company's hands either. Like, maybe they nobody should have the data, but I, I don't... I don't know. That's a wild dream. Ultimately. When the bill was first unveiled, though, at the beginning of March, it was, you know, given bipartisan applause. A lot of people were like, let's push this through. We're ready to go on both sides of the aisle. Since then, though, it hasn't gone anywhere. It hasn't passed the Senate, hasn't passed the House, and its support doesn't seem as certain now. So who knows if the bill's even going to pass? Now, I will admit, I've, you might have heard earlier, you might say, Xander, you're a homer for TikTok. You use TikTok all the time, and I do. I will admit, though, that polling has showed from both CBS News and YouGov and the Pew Research Center that a majority of Americans, 61% from CBS, 50% from YouGov, support banning TikTok. And yes, if TikTok was banned, someone will probably come up with a better version of the app. Like, you're telling me that one of the major tech companies in this country, the United States of America, couldn't come up with a better version of TikTok? It's absolutely possible. Instagram already has Reels. YouTube already has Shorts. There's already alternatives of TikTok. TikTok does things better than them, which is why TikTok is so popular. But I feel like somebody probably could make a better app than TikTok. But the problem with this bill is that it would not just ban TikTok. It would give the federal government a lot more power to do things like ban TikTok, but also to ban other services or apps from foreign nations without having to explain itself to the American people. 
like you'll listen, y'all. You'll, some of you are probably listening. Sandra, you like big infrastructure bills, government health care. You're a big government snob. How do you not like this bill? Well, I like those things, but I don't like it when government is not held accountable and can do whatever it wants. That's called authoritarianism. That's not called democracy. And first and foremost, I love democracy, as you all know from listening to this podcast. Cool facts, bro. And so this really doesn't sound very democratic to me. It sounds a lot more authoritarian. And so to me, that's an issue. And others who are against the bill say it could give the government too much power to ban apps and services that allow people to communicate like TikTok, which ultimately could limit freedom of expression. There's also some that say that the inclusion of digital economy in the bill, those words could be used to block or disrupt cryptocurrency transactions, which to some people might be needed. JK. But to me, the bill gives the government a lot more authority to ban things that it wants to with little pushback, which for me, as I said, it's a no from me, Clive. It's an extremely broad bill with vague language, which is not how the best bills are written. It basically, you read it, it's so broad, it has vague language, it looks sloppily put together in a sense. Although, maybe that might be the intent, I don't know. But, I mean, there's a pretty good solution for all this that could actually be implemented by the federal government, and it wouldn't be a ban on TikTok. It would be not allowing social media companies to get our data in the first place, because that's what all the real worry is about, supposedly. Supposedly, that may just be a cover, I don't know. But supposedly, that's what the real worry is about. If we had better consumer data privacy laws, that would clear a lot of this up, wouldn't you think? Like, I'm not, we could have a whole podcast on consumer data privacy laws, which we probably should in the future. Get ready. But, you know, if these 10 companies weren't allowed to grab all of this data of ours, then maybe we wouldn't be talking about this right now. Especially considering. TikTok hasn't even been found of what members of Congress are most scared about, members of the government are, is that the Chinese government is getting our data. But there is a U.S. company, an American company, that's been under real scrutiny the last few years, but the government hasn't done anything about them. That would be Facebook. You remember the Facebook files from a couple years ago? Facebook knew that its platforms were doing damage to COVID vaccination efforts and the self-esteem of teenagers. They knew they didn't care. Facebook was also found of calling preteens between the ages of 10 and 12 a, quote, valuable but untapped audience, unquote. Ew. Which is, like, just creepy. So there's all that to consider when you're talking about TikTok and all the controversy that's surrounding it right now. Is TikTok going to be banned in the U.S.? That's the big question. And the answer is... Not right now, but maybe. I mean, remember, this bill still has to pass the Senate. It still has to pass the House. It still has to be signed into law by the president. Now, reports from Washington are showing that the bill is facing real headwinds in Congress right now. Both Democrats and Republicans are coming out against it. Of course, both Democrats and Republicans support it. So it's kind of strange, the alliances that are being made here. But even if the bill does pass, it could be significantly reworded. So maybe it's not as vague, and we actually know the things that it's talking about, some of them. And even if the bill is passed, 
when President Biden signs the bill, if he does, if that happens, TikTok would not be instantly banned. It would still take the Commerce Department to act and ban the app. So for now, TikTok stays. But it's definitely going to be interesting to watch whether or not the Restrict Act gets anywhere in D.C. in the next few weeks and months. You know, even though we're in this new Congress and Republicans control the House and Democrats control the Senate, there's still a lot of bills that pass through the House and the Senate almost unanimously that we don't hear about because they're really, I mean, they're important, but we don't really hear about them in the news. It's the big pieces of legislation that aren't getting passed anymore. You know, the stuff that the Democrats want or the stuff that the Republicans only want. So this bill is kind of strange because it has advocates on both sides of the aisle. It has its opponents on both sides of the aisle, so we'll see what happens. Judge Xander. But that's basically all you need to know about what's going on with TikTok, and that is all the facts I have for this week's edition of the Xander's Facts Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and remember that if you liked all the facts that we had on this week's edition of the podcast, remember to follow this podcast, download this episode, episode 102, rate interview the podcast, check us out on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok for now. I'm still on there, at Xander's Facts, that is Xander with a Z, and most importantly, remember to tell all your friends, spread the facts! Xander's Facts Podcast, tell all your friends about the podcast, about the newsletter, Xander's Weekend Facts, and Xander's Facts on YouTube, because if you didn't know, we have a YouTube channel, we put all our new episodes on there, you can watch with a nice background while you listen, it's very nice. Go check out Xander's Facts on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and just check out the Xander's Facts link tree, because it's linked to the episode description, and it has all the Xander's Facts links that you need 24-7. Check it out. But that is episode 102 of the podcast, y'all. Thank you all so much for listening. Episode 103, we got new facts. It's coming up next week. So set your alarms, your reminders. 5 a.m. on Wednesday is when this podcast comes out. But of course, you can listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Episode 103, next Wednesday. Check it out. Xander's Facts Podcast. But that is it. That is a wrap on episode 102 of the Xander's Facts Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. And the Xander's Facts Podcast, it rolls on with episode 103 next week. We'll see you then. Get off my plane.